the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Well, let's head out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to check in with the man who has so many air miles already under his belt. Uh, At least in this week, he's gone from Vegas to Colorado to Chicago and back to St. Louis Thursday night for the Blues. He is Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues insider of The Athletic. JR, how's Chicago, my man? Or do you even know what city you're in right now? I don't know what city. Yeah, no, we just landed in Chicago. I think I'm at Midway. Sometimes you land and you don't know Midway (laughs) O'Hare. I'm at Midway, and uh, but watching some good hockey, so it's making all this travel worthwhile. Absolutely, Jerry. Let's start with just the uh, the storyline surrounding this team. Of course, now in the midst of a three-game win streak in the mom's trip, um, and it seemed like uh, that was pretty influential for a lot of those players, and I know you have a piece up on The Athletic talking about that trip. Yeah, it was a lot of fun yesterday. You know, I went up to Bonnie O'Reilly, Ryan's mom, and I've known her for a couple of years, and I said, Bonnie, I need some help. And she said, what's that? And I said, I don't know a lot of the moms here. Uh, is there any way you could round a few up? Well, two minutes later, she brings four more moms over. <laughs> and, and we sit down in the lower bowl there at the arena in Colorado, and we laughed our butts off for 30 minutes. It was great. All you had to do was ask a question about what's it like to be here, and they just played off each other, and it was great. The best part is they've they've never met. A lot of them haven't, but they live the same life, basically. And so one mom would say something, and the other four would kind of nod in unison because they've lived it. So uh, really special for these ladies to be on this trip. They had a blast. You saw it on ballets last night, and uh, it was a fun piece to do for the athletic. Yeah, well, and I also saw them all singing Country Roads after the victory, and I, uh, <laughs> I'm i in the minority because, of course, I don't like Country Roads, and uh, now it seems like that's going to be the rally fun, song. Man. Just hate well, fun. Well, Alex, you know, you know what there? It was, it was funny because we were interviewing Colton Pareko inside the visiting locker room at Ball Arena last night, and all of a sudden you just hear this singing, and you're like, what is that? And it wasn't clear because they were outside the room and they were you know, down a bit, but uh, you come out of the, the locker room door there, turn the corner, and there's 21 moms just belting it out uh, country roads, and I get some video up on Twitter that people haven't had a chance to see it, so uh, pretty wild. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jared, and then let's get into the, the game. Um, a, a phenomenal performance by that team. I know you asked uh, Craig Bruby after the victory last night about you know this team avoiding that snowball effect, and I think that's been the biggest thing that has stuck out to me in these three games. You go back to the San Jose Sharks one where you, know, you allow that goal in the third period to tie things up, and the Blues find a way to end in regulation the Vegas Golden Knights they take the lead twice and you find a way to come back and win that game I mean you're winning in different ways that you just weren't in the eight game losing streak 
See, that's the biggest thing to me. And, you know, I always tell you, Alex, that it's 10 o'clock at night, the game's over, you get back to the press box and you get a blinking cursor and you have to write an article and, and you think to yourself, you know, what are the reasons that this team has been able to pull it back? I mean, we were just 10 days ago talking about dismantling things and they still could. They're not out of the woods yet, but it's been much better hockey lately. So when you sit down, you try to think of five or so reasons of why they're playing better. And to me, the one that really sticks out the most is, just the uh, the fragility is is something that uh, we talked about uh, a week ago, ten days ago. Is that whenever this team did give up a goal, their dauber got down and they couldn't come back from it. And then all of a sudden, there's two or three in the back of the net. And you just laid it out there perfectly. You look at that San Jose game, you look at the Vegas game, and you look at last night. And there were points to crumble, and they got stronger in those situations. So to me, we can talk about getting in on the forward check. We can talk about boxing out in front of the net. We can talk about the penalty kill, not taking penalties, so on and so forth. All those add to it. But I think the, the fact that this team isn't buckling when the other team uh, strikes is, is probably the biggest thing. You know, the other thing for me too, JR, is you just look at the building blocks. The San Jose Sharks game, you know, you go into that third period in a one-goal lead and you give up that early goal like we mentioned. You were outshot by the Sharks 9-6, to six, but you win that game essentially. The Vegas Golden Knights game, we all can agree that that third period was rough. They were outshot 22 to nothing at even strength, but held on. But the part that got me, the building blocks that we're talking about, was last night they were outshot 18 to 13 by Colorado, but you take out their four shots on the power play. I mean, they were only outshot by one goal at even strength with a one goal lead in Colorado. Yeah, and it's a really good offense. Even though they're missing a couple of their key players, it's a really good offense, and they kept coming last night. You could feel it. But I think what Craig Bruby said afterwards really rings true is that they gave them a lot of perimeter stuff. Yeah, they got inside at times, don't get me wrong but there weren't the freebies. There weren't the wide-open slot shots that the Blues have been you know, accustomed to giving up, and we've seen it a lot this season. Uh, but I think last night they made the avalanche work for quality shots, and uh, then you had Jordan Bennington backstop. And that's the one thing you know we definitely have to mention his name. He has just been lights out, 933 save percentage in these three games. Talked to Robert Thomas last night at his locker and just said, look, I know he's been good. Even during the eight-game losing streak, Jordan Bennington was pretty good. But what about these last three games? He said different level, different level. He's been lights out. So the Blues could have played a better game. They could have kept their composure in all these situations. And if they didn't have the goaltending, they weren't going to win. But uh, he's been really, really good. He has, JR. And, I mean, we, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Like, uh, I asked the question, like, is this the best we've seen Jordan Bennington in the regular season since dot, dot, dot? And I think you got to go back to that all-star season where he was 30 and 13. And, of course, we all say that if they don't go into the pandemic there, that team's probably talking about a deep postseason run I put this out there last night and I got some slack for it but I I do think it's credible when you look at it you take out those three losses to Montreal the Kings and the Islanders and look you can't take away stats for a goaltender but you can justify them by saying he gave up all of these backdoor goals which nobody is going to be stopping you take out those three losses you're talking about a Bennington who is six and two with a 935 save percentage which would be third best in the National Hockey League Yeah, absolutely terrific. And I realize there's going to be people listening who say, hey, you can't take out some games, and I get it. Uh, But but I think that we can all look at uh, that eight-game stretch and then the season as a whole and say that Jordan Bendigan hasn't been the problem. Nobody left Enterprise Center or left an away game thinking the Blues lost that game because of Jordan Bennington. So I think he's been terrific. You know, the one thing that I noticed last night, and I'm sure you see it on TV, you guys, 
is uh, just the ease that he's doing it yeah. with. You go back, you go back to last year in the regular season when he was struggling, and and he was fighting to get across the crease. And then when he did, he'd slide and he'd get up and try to dive back to the other side, just all over the place. You know, a lot of that's technique. You know, then it turns into lack of confidence, so on and so forth. But last night, it's like, okay, the puck's going to go over to this side. Here I am. Here, you want to go back over there? All right. Oh, you're going to shoot the glove. Yeah, nice try. Come, you know. Sound like Panger here, but come back again. You know, it's it's just uh, he's doing it with ease, making it look easier than it really is. Jerry, I wanted to get your thoughts on the power play because the power play had a big goal last night to start that third period on fresh ice. Jordan Cairo gives them that three-one lead, but the power play just for some reason has been off the last seven games. They're just three for their last twenty. They're still sitting right around middle of the pack at sixteenth in the National Hockey League and power play percentage. But what have you seen from the power play so far, or of late, I should say? Yeah, no, it's it's been bad. Yeah, last night I think I tweeted two for nineteen before they got that Kyra goal in the third period, and that was that was a huge one. And the biggest thing is, uh, you know, they they try to get set up, they try to establish something, but then somebody just makes a, a bad play, a miscue. We saw it with O'Reilly the other day, and all of a sudden the shorthanded chances against are, are coming. And and so I, I think first of all, avoiding those is what this power play. Uh, needs to eliminate, then you can start talking about getting in the zone and setting up and trying to score. But last night, yeah, I, I think I said that uh, uh, you, you don't have to worry about setting up in the offensive zone when you make a play like that. Just crisp passing right up the ice. Buchnevich hasn't scored a lot, but that's a terrific pass to Robert Thomas. Thomas feeds it to Kyra. Kyra looks like he's going to stretch the goalie, but then he tucks it in there. Uh, just a, a pretty goal, and it's 14 seconds in. And there again, as we said earlier, it's a situation where you're saying, hey, we're not buckling. We came to win this game. And then they held on after that. JR, I know. And again, we're talking with Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues insider, covering the team for the Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at JP Rutherford. Uh, I know that they went four for five last night on the penalty kill and the massive PK that they had with the five on three late in the third period. But they did go into that game last night, 29th in the NHL. Now they sit at 28th. What's your concern level on the penalty kill? Yeah, I think you have to be a, a little bit concerned, uh, but wow, last night, holy <laughs> smoke. Unreal. I mean, I, I think 18th season covering the Blues, that's uh, one of the most incredible finishes, a six-on-three that I think you can see. And not only that, but to know that it's three guys, it's Mikula, it's O'Reilly, it's uh, Pareko on the ice for that last couple minutes, uh, putting that uh, avalanche power play that's clicking at 39%, uh, you know, out. So it was just great. So. You know, I think by and large, yeah, you got to be concerned about the penalty kill. It's gone through some stretches this season where, where it hasn't been good. Uh, but the key to the Blues' success, you know, we've seen Alex twice now, once in the 3-0 and run at the start of the season and now in this 3-0 and run, is just staying out of the box. You know, going into last night, they didn't have the penalties and back-to-back games. And last night, you did have five. Three of them came in the third period, and then the Buchnevich one, kind of an unlucky one. Uh, but I think if if we were to sit here and say, hey, what do you think about the penalty kill? I think the day after what we saw last night it was just phenomenal. I mean, you don't win that game if Pareko, O'Reilly, Amikula, and Bennington don't come to play there. Yeah, you had a ton of those guys blocking shots. I think Kairou ended that game with two blocked shots, but you're right, Pareko was diving in front of everything. And T-Bone and I have joked around, like people aren't talking enough about Colton Pareko laying that massive hit on Nathan McKinnon with seconds to go in the third period. Uh, JR, final one, because I hear the airport uh, giving you an announcement, but we did just talk a little bit ago about the offense and kind of if this offense is getting more chemistry throughout their lineup and if they're getting back to that Craig Berube mentality, do you feel that way? 
Yeah, I do. And uh, I wrote a little bit about the lines. I think the lines have some chemistry. I think getting Saad back helps with that top unit. Josh, Josh Levo's helped. I call it the top unit just because it's O'Reilly. Uh, but then you saw what Buchnevich and Thomas did last night on that breakaway. And then I think uh, anytime you got Shen in the middle, that's good news. And, and then I think Kairos kind of settled in with Shen on that line. And, of course, we know Barbashev is capable. And then let's talk about the fourth line, too. Look, they pulled Torpchenko out of that lineup, and, and I think uh, he's a good player. He's going to be a good one for a long time. But I think that fourth line is humming right now. And so, you know, something that I think you really credit for these last three wins, too, is getting in on the forecheck and the zone time. And we've seen the Blues change in zone during shifts more times in the past three games than we did throughout the early part of the season. So I definitely think that the way they've played, the way they're establishing themselves down in the offensive zone has been a big key to this. JR, always appreciate the time and coverage. Great stuff. And uh, people can follow you on JP Rutherford. Go, uh, go find your hotel, figure out what city you're in, get some rest, and uh, we'll talk to you Thursday at Enterprise Center. All right. Thanks, boys. Good to talk to you. At the Home Depot, we have Black Friday savings all through November. And with that comes a joyful holiday bustle that we just love to hear. Although we also love the sound that comes after the holidays. When people put their new tools to use. In fact, we love it so much. When you buy select Milwaukee M18 kits, you'll get an extra tool for free. So after you're done filling the air with holiday magic, you can fill it with the sounds of doing. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.